Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Really excited to be here today with all of you with our webinar. And, um, you know, inshallah, all of you that are uh, spending your weekends doing this, congratulations to you. Um, very, very excited to be here today. So, um, why are we here today? Again, you know, one of the courses that we usually, uh, you know, talk about a lot is this Discover Your Vision workshop, right? And um, what this workshop is about is really fulfilling your visions and having like a common goal, uh, something that's meaningful that you want to do with your lives. And one of what happens is sometimes we get so carried away with the theoretical aspects of having a vision in life and doing something meaningful, we sometimes forget a very, very important point which is this idea of certain negative thoughts in our minds that are also known sometimes as negative beliefs that we have. And sometimes these negative beliefs can become barriers that prevent us from doing what we you know, um, have to do. And so it's critical for us to be talking about these things because you know, if we don't address this, then what happens is you sometimes you know, struggle with achieving your visions without really knowing why. And a lot of people, they ask me this question. They ask me, you know, how come I'm trying my best, but nothing's working? You know, I'm trying to do what I have to do, but nothing is working. And so why is that? Why is that the case? Why does that happen? It's probably because there's something to do with your, um, your limiting beliefs, something that's holding you back. And, you know, sometimes these are also known as excuses that we usually have also. And so why do these excuses come up? How do they come out in our life? What, what's the reason that they're in our lives? There's many, many different reasons for that. You know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, we're born and raised in an environment where we constantly have negative beliefs that are talked about in our environment around us. Maybe it could be something to do with the way you've been brought up at home. Uh, maybe something to do with your parents, something to do with your um, school, your teacher, maybe your friends at school. It also can be as a result of movies that you've watched over the years. Um, I don't know, for those of you who listen to songs, maybe it's songs that you've heard about. So when you constantly, repeatedly listen to such things, they, they get stored in your subconscious mind. And that's really the danger. When something gets stored in your subconscious mind, then it basically, you're, you're programmed to basically obey whatever your mind believes, right? And here we're talking about what we call the subconscious mind. And so what we have to do is, you know, format our way of thinking sometimes, you know, and this formatting can sometimes be uh, it can take a long time, depending on how you know serious it is, depending on you know how how much programming has been done in a negative way to your mind. And so, what uh, what will make you understand this idea very very easily is um, you know children. When you look at children, and alhamdulillah, now I have a six-month-old daughter and. You know, for those of you who are parents who have seen how children sometimes are raised, how children progress in their way of thinking, in their abilities, in their skills development. It's just really, wallahi, it's a, it's a miracle, you know, just to see that. Because, you know, it's just amazing how fearless children are. It's amazing to see how, you know, one challenge after another for them is, is not an issue. It's so easy for them to overcome their challenges and you know they're basically born with and this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us by fitrah the ability to flow and you know really just face our challenges with a smile and you know make mistakes fail one two three a hundred times and then get up and try again and that's exactly how children do it right they you know fall once, twice, three times, and then they get up back again. You know, for them, it's no issue. Even if people are laughing at them, it's no problem for them. Even if they get hurt, no problem. They try again. Even if, you know, 
something seems very challenging, very difficult, they keep overcoming these challenges. They just breeze through these challenges and progress. And so that's really yani, uh, the stat, like, it's a standard for us to go back to, right? If Allah has designed us this way, then we should be able to achieve anything we want in life, right? Whether it's financial goals, whether it's goals related to your studies, goals related to getting married, uh, goals related to family and relationships, goals related to your health, whatever it is, whatever goals you have, you know, if you just acted like that newborn baby, you should be able to achieve whatever it is in your potential. But what happens through time is, like I said, we get programmed negatively to think uh, negatively about different things. We have these negative beliefs over time that we build. Uh, they're often called limiting beliefs that sometimes can be disastrous, right? This could really destroy your ability to achieve your visions and achieve your goals. And a lot of people struggle with this, primarily because they simply don't know the dangers of this. And for those who even know, they don't know how to overcome these negative beliefs, right? So that's what I'm going to be doing this webinar today. Um, I'm going to be sharing with you five common excuses that come up all the time whenever I coach people, whenever I deal with people. These five keep coming up. And then I'm going to be sharing with you a very amazing technique that will help you overcome this on your own. Of course, I'm not promising you that by the end of this webinar that all of your excuses will be crushed, but I will give you and share with you the technique so that you can do this on your own, at your own pace, um, going forward. And when I say five excuses, that doesn't mean those are it. No, you'd be surprised. You could have you know, many, many, many excuses, many limiting beliefs in your mind uh, that are stopping you. I'm just, I'm just giving you five today. But inshallah, we're going to be holding a separate workshop or course, uh, which I think I'm going to be calling Mind Hack, right? To really go over all of these, right? Literally, like, I think I can think of at least 18 excuses that are, you know, destroying to our capabilities that, that can become serious barriers to our visions. And so, you know, we don't have time to go over all of them. I'm just going to give you a teaser of what it is today. And then hopefully, you know, you, you erase these negative mindsets and you clear the picture for you to be able to pursue your visions. And you know, another way to look at it from the Islamic viewpoint is, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he keeps talking about these uh, you know, idols that we worship and this idea of associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so another interesting way of looking at it from the Quran's perspective is that yes, in the old days they used to worship idols and you know Ibrahim salam had to uh, destroy the idols and so did Prophet Muhammad when he conquered Mecca, he asked the companions to say Allahu Akbar and they started destroying all the 360 idols around the Kaaba. But what we uh, are trying to do here is that these excuses can sometimes be hidden idols inside of our hearts and our minds that basically shaitan wants us to believe in. So shaitan being our ultimate enemy, right? He definitely knows the game, right? He knows that by instilling these negative beliefs and limiting beliefs and excuses in our minds, he can stop us from pursuing our visions. He can stop us from living successful lives by living the lives that we've all want to live. And so what we need to do is literally break these idols, crush these idols. So, so I want you to think of crushing your excuses just like you know, the idea of crushing an idol in your heart and your mind that you have to overcome basically to free yourself. And so that's what we're inshallah gonna be trying gonna try to do. I'm gonna share with you some techniques, like I said. And the goal is to set you free. When, you, when you're free, when you're out of this cage of limiting beliefs and excuses, then you're free. You are um, you know, completely attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is really the essence of Tawheed or the essence of believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you don't hold any partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't have any idols in your life that limit you because you are free with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the ultimate freedom is when you break all these idols and set yourself free, free from these limiting beliefs from shaitan and free yourself to really unleash your potential. And that is really what we all want, right? We all have potential. Many of us, unfortunately, may, maybe negatively have this belief that, no, I don't have potential. I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. 
I don't have any talent, right? But every single one of us does. And this is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Allah created us to be the Khalifa of Allah on earth. So he, he gave us that high potential. And that is why the angels were asked to do sajda to this creation called the human being, out of honor, out of respect. And that is why Iblis, Shaitan, was so jealous, right? That is why the, the whole idea of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was there, because he was jealous that how come this human being has been given such amazing potential and he's been given the ability to design his own destiny, has been given the free will to, to choose his own destiny. And so this is the potential every single one of us has. We just have to, number one, realize it. Number two, break all the idols, crush all the excuses that come in your way to free yourself to really unleash your, your potential. So excuse number one that we're going to be talking about today is this common excuse that I'm not in control, right? It's not in my hands. This is such a common excuse that I keep hearing from many people that, you know what, it's not in my hands. I don't have the ability to do anything. You know, my hands are tied up. And, and so this is a common, common excuse that many people have that's another idol that needs to be crushed. And so do we really have control? Or are we just supposed to live life and let life control us? Do we have control of our time or does time control us, right? This is a question that we need to really look at and, you know, up front, let's look at an ayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Quran, mustar rajim. He says in Surah Al-Jathiyah, ayah number 13, Now look at this extraordinary ayah and, and the ayah that really gives me so much hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is saying that he, had, he has made everything in the heavens and the earth, everything in the skies and the earth subservient to the human being. Everything, so everything in the universe, the entire universe, Allah has put under our command, literally. So it's as if, you know, whatever we want to achieve, just like, you know, you remember the genie in the bottle example where, you know, you're basically, uh, you know, you have the lamp, you rub it, and the genie comes out and he, he asks you for three wishes. Whatever you ask, your, your wish is my command. Literally, that's what the genie says. But here there's no genie. Here's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling you that your wish is my command. Whatever you want through the power of dua, through uh, tawakkul and yaqeen and having conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah saying, whatever you want, let me tell you this, that I have put everything in the universe, in the skies, in the earth. Everything is under your command. So you just decide. You just have that desire and the willingness, have a vision to do something, and I will make everything in the universe subservient to you. They will, they will all be at your service. All of it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. Now, how cool is that? Imagine, like, you know, you having access to everything in the skies and the earth to achieve your visions. You know, this is this ayah itself should destroy like. 10 or 20 idols in your in your minds right where you know you feel that you you have no control you have no limit you have your you have you don't have potential Allah is saying I have you are so special to me and I have made everything under your command the entire universe is at your command and so you know what all Allah is saying is that we need from our part is this desire right when you you are in control but for you to be in control and for you to be able to design your life, you need to have that desire, that burning desire. And, and desire, if you look at, at, at in terms of a formula, it's basically, you know, having a vision, having an idea, a dream, and then taking action, right? You can't assume, you can't claim that you have a desire to do something amazing, but you don't even have a vision, right? You can't assume that you have a desire to do something, but you're not taking action. You're just sitting at home eating popcorn, watching TV, and doing nothing. And so two fundamental components of, you know, have, being in control of your life is having a vision and taking action. These two come hand in hand. And, you know, when it comes to control, look at some of these ayahs from the Quran where Allah beautifully explains to us that the idea of that desire is in our hands and that whatever we wish, we will get. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a hadith Qudsi says, 
I am whatever my slave thinks of me. Whatever my slave's desires of me, I will be it. And so, you know, it's as if Allah has given us a green light to do whatever it is that we want to do with our lives. You know, it's an open field. We decide. And so this ayah from Surah Al-Jum'ah, ayah number four, Surah Al-Jum'ah, which is something that we're supposed to be reminded of every single Friday, every week. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That that is the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gives it to, to whomever wills. And Allah is, of course, the owner of all favors and, and great favors from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So fadl, fadl in the Arabic language is basically excess favors. Favors beyond what you need. Right? And fadl really is used when it comes to you know pouring water in a, in a glass. And you, you keep pouring, pouring, pouring until the glass is full and then water starts coming out of the glass. It's pour, it's overflowing. And so these overflowing blessings, Allah is saying, Allah is ready to give these overflowing blessings to whoever wills. And you see the, the underlying, you know, the, the term men yasha, whoever desires. So Allah here is telling us that if you desire this overflowing blessing, I'll give it to you. You know, so the ball is in our court. Allah is telling us, do you really have the desire or not? And, you know, again, to ask ourselves the question, if, if I do claim that I have the desire, then there must be a vision, a clear objective that I want to achieve, and there must be action that goes along with that. Another beautiful ayah from Surah Al-Qasas, ayah number 56, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also talks about this desire and this control that we have in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet Here, this ayah is talking about guidance. So previous ayah was talking about unlimited and overflowing blessings of Allah. This ayah is talking about guidance. So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I don't pray yet because Allah hasn't guided me yet. Or, you know, I'm still working in a haram business because Allah hasn't given me guidance yet. So to crush that excuse, Allah here is saying is that he's talking to the Prophet ﷺ, who was really, really anxious to get his uncle Abu Talib into Islam, right? Allah is telling him that, that you cannot guide whom you love, but it is Allah indeed who guides whomever wants to be guided. Right? So if Abu Talib wanted really to be guided, then he would have gotten his, his guidance. So Allah is putting, again, the option in our court. Like he's giving us the choice. When we choose guidance, when we choose to be guided, when we honestly have that desire to be guided, then Allah promises guidance. And that's what we ask for 17 times a day in Surah Al-Fatiha. Basically, that's your desire to you know be on that straight path. And so Manyasha again underlined there to tell you that you know if you have that desire, then where's the vision? Where's the action? You are in control. Another third ayah from Surah Al-Muddathir, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is talking about you know one of the enemies of Islam who was trying to think and plan and plot against. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against the Prophet and when he was hearing the ayat of the Quran, he was plotting and thinking of a creative accusation, creative way to deny the ayat and the miraculous signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here in Surah Al-Muddathir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving an open invitation. Whoever wants from you guys. To, to be ahead and whoever wants to be behind. It is an open option. You just have to have the desire. If you have the desire to be from the forefront people, from the people who are the winners, the people who are asabiqun, the people who really want to be successful and happy and joyful in this life and the next life, then it's up to you. You just have to have that desire. And again, just to confirm, desire means having a clear vision and taking action. As for those who don't have that desire, then don't blame anybody but yourself because it is you, again, it is you who has to take responsibility. Allah is putting all the responsibility here on us. We are the ones who decide. We are in control. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is telling us that, you know, don't blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. Don't blame anybody for your limitations. It is you who decide this. It is you who are in control and you make the choice. No one can force you to do anything. You make the choice. It is completely in your hands. And so 
to crush this belief, this idol that I am not in control, I'm going to share with you, again, the technique that is one of the most powerful techniques to overcome and break these idols. And that is really the power and the gift of imagination. And so through imagination and through positive affirmations and repeating them over and over again, what happens is you end up destroying and crushing these negative beliefs and replacing them with positive beliefs. So I'm going to be sharing with you right this, this second now. We're going to be doing this exercise together. I want you to close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. And I want you to get into that state of gratitude. Remind yourself of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how grateful you must be because of all the favors he's given you. And one of the biggest favors that Allah has given us is that he has made the entire universe subservient to you. Just try to imagine that entire universe, all the skies and the earth, everything that Allah has created is for you. And so say thank you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma laka alhamd wa laka shukr. That you have made everything under our command. And Ya Allah, this is all a gift from you. You know, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart that everything you have created is at my service. And that anything that I want to imagine is possible. There's nothing that's impossible. It's such a big blessing, such an amazing gift of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to me. And just try to feel that gratitude, right? Deep down inside, say Alhamdulillah. 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 That everything in the heavens and the earth is under my service. And that I am so special in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am a Khalifa of Allah on earth. I have been given such amazing gifts, such amazing power and potential. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me all the tools I need to achieve my visions. And so now I want you to open your eyes. And um, you know, I hope uh, this was a good exercise. Again, you know, by doing it once, you're not going to crush that belief that I'm not in control. But what's going to happen is that over time, you need to repeatedly do this, these exercises. You know, in the morning, in the evening, do it after your salahs. You just close your eyes and with imagination, just get into that gratitude mood. Remind yourself that everything in the universe is under your service. And just keep repeating this over and over again. There are different theories. Some say that if you do this seven days a week in a row, then your idol, this excuse will be crushed and it will be replaced with this firm conviction and self-confidence that I am in control. Nothing is impossible. Everything is under my command and I am now free to achieve my goals and my visions. And so you repeat it seven times, seven days consecutive. Another theory is you do it 14 days consecutive. Some say 19 days, some say even one month. And that's why Ramadan is like one month kind of habits training. And so to be on the safe side, just repeat it. If, if you are suffering from this excuse, from this idol, that I nothing is in my control, I am just sitting back and letting life plan everything for me, I'm, I'm letting time control me, then if you want to crush this idol, you repeat this exercise at least for, you know, three weeks to a month, and inshallah, you will crush this, this idol of yours. Moving on to excuse number two. So excuse number two is also a very, very common excuse. And this is um, especially relevant to the young people in the audience and those of you who claim that you are old. Now, you know, that excuse says that I am too young or I am too old. I wish, you know, I wish I knew this information when I was in my 20s. You know, someone who's in his 60s now might think, I wish I knew this information. It's too late now. Or some people who are young, they often say, you know what? I'm just too young for all of this. This vision business, this uh, idea of you know, having desires and goals and fulfilling of my dreams, I'm still too young. I'm still a kid. I'm still a child. I'm still in college. I'm still in school. You know, these are all negative beliefs. That's, you know, I don't know why and how, but this, sometimes people have this limiting belief and excuse that I'm just too young or I'm just too old. And, you know, here what happens is that, you know, we need to be reminded of the fact that, you know, we have so many examples from our life of people who have been 
super successful in, in the financial sense. People like Mark Zuckerberg, who was you know, a college student working part-time from his garage. Uh, you know, you guys know stories of like how uh, Bill Gates and even these people who founded Google. All these people, they basically have broken this excuse, right? And for them, age is not a, not a factor. Now you, there's literally, you know, books and articles written about how, you know, millionaires today exist under the age of 25, self-made millionaires, really. And, you know, this is something that's great in the West where they literally break this idol. There's no such thing as, you know, I'm too young, I'm too old. No, these are beliefs and limits that we put on ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this potential no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, age does not matter. And who puts that restriction? It is us ourselves who put this restriction on ourselves. And we have an example from the seerah of the Prophet also of the youngest commander, right? Usama bin Zayd, who was the son of Zayd bin Haritha, the, you know, the, uh, the servant of, Allah, of the Prophet who was at the age of 17 given responsibility to lead the army of the Muslims against the Romans. And this is something that happened during the time of the death of the Prophet right before his death. And many people suggested to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, are you sure? Are you sure Osama is, is capable? Shall we call him back and replace him with someone more young, more older, more mature, more experienced? And the Prophet said, no, let him go. And the Prophet gave him full responsibility and gave him that empowerment. You see, we're learning from Sirah how the Prophet would empower even children. So many other examples from Sirah of young boys who did amazing, amazing things in their lives, who had amazing visions and actions and desires. And so age for the Prophet was not a limit. He appointed Usama bin Zayd to lead all of the Muslims. Can you just imagine that? And against two, against the Romans, who was one of the biggest powers of that time, right? One of the biggest empires of that time. And so Usama bin Zayd, another example from history. Now, for those of you who come up with this excuse that, you know what, I'm too old. We have this extraordinary story of this man, this old man, who at the age of 66 decided to set, you know, start up his business of fried chicken. And that is Mr. Colonel Sanders, who at the age of 66 started KFC. Yes, the same KFC that you guys eat from, the same KFC that you see in every single city around the world. Guess how old Colonel Sanders was when he started KFC? He was 66 years old, guys. So for those of you who are old, who say, who come up with this excuse, I'm too old, uh, it's too late, I wish you know, I could go back in time and do something with my life. You know, this story in itself should be enough to break that excuse that it's never too old, you're never too, it's never too late, you're never too old for anything. This guy had like a secret recipe that he basically worked so hard, he had an idea, he had a vision, and he worked extremely hard. And with his secret recipe, he was able to start up his own chain of fried chicken, fast food, and you know, he was able to replicate that as a franchise model all over the world. And so age, my dear brothers and sisters, is not an excuse. You know, this idea that people sometimes, um, you know, make us believe that, you know what, we're young until we graduate from, high, from uh, college, then you become an adult, and then you work, you know, your entire life in a nine to five job, until the age of retirement and then you enjoy life, right? This idea needs to be changed. You need to break this idol, right? Who decided that you become an adult when you're 25? Who said that there's such a thing called retiring at the age of 60? That's all nonsense. That's all things that we've been programmed to think, all negative beliefs and limiting beliefs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has never really, you know, told us to live by. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system is that at the age of puberty, when we and for some of us, that's at the age of 10, literally, right? When you become balagh, uh, or when you reach the sin of baloo, or the age of baloo, or become an adult at the age of puberty, that's when you become an adult. And so for some, that's at the age of 10, and that's why salah has been prescribed to us at the age of 10. That's no coincidence, guys. Just think about it, right? And this idea of retirement, who said that there's such a thing called retirement? Doesn't really exist. And so... You know, yes, 
in the West maybe, and even in this part of the world, uh, you know, we have this belief that I need to retire. But, um, you know, for Muslims, there's no such thing as retirement. We have our visions and we work hard until our last breath, until we, you know, basically die. And so this retiring at the age of 60 and then enjoying life has no, no, yani, no standard in our lives. We don't believe in this idea of retirement, right? We don't like really stick to this idea of retirement. So that's another belief that we have to get over. So close your eyes. We're going to do another exercise to crush the second belief that I'm too young or too old, right? I'm too young or I'm too old. So close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and I want you to start thinking about your dream and the challenges you're facing so much. And I want you to try to imagine that you have started taking simple steps. No matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, imagine the dream, that vision that you want to achieve. And just imagine that you have started taking action. You know, regardless of what your age is, you have started now, you have started today. And you're facing your challenges. You have started now. You've been delaying taking action for such a long time just because of this negative and limiting excuse. But that's it. You're crushing that excuse and you've decided to take action now. So imagine yourself taking action. Just affirm to yourself again that it has nothing to do with age. Age has nothing to do with it. And, you know, just break down your goal, your vision into small milestones and start taking steps now. And I want you to imagine yourself taking steps now, getting closer and closer to your vision and feeling good about it, feeling free that yes, I am able to do it, regardless of how my age is, how, how old I am. I have, age is not a barrier. I'm an adult and I can do this. Even if I'm, you know, people say I'm too old. No, I'm not too old. I can achieve whatever it is I want. Imagine yourself achieving your objectives. Imagine yourself, you know, really progressing and taking action. So I want you to open your eyes. And again, this is something that you need to, um, repeatedly do as an exercise. You know, the power of imagination is wallahi one of the biggest gifts. And it's actually one of the ways of making dua, if you think about it. Because what is dua? Dua is you visualizing something different in your life, right? You, you desiring something in the future and you asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give it to you. And so Allah has given us this gift of imagination that so many people, majority of people don't even know about, right? And, you know, we need to use this. This is the power of our minds and how we can, through imagination, clean up these negative beliefs, crush these negative excuses, and replace them with positive messages that will free us to really fulfill our objectives. Moving on to excuse number three. And this excuse is also a very, very common excuse that leads to procrastination. And that is, it's going to take too long. It's just such a big goal. It's going to take too long. I can't be bothered. It's just such a such a big vision. It's too far away, you know. And you know, when you look at these grand visions that you have that really take a long time, you know, you start procrastinating and you do nothing. And this again from Shaitan. Realize that Shaitan doesn't want us to take action. Shaitan doesn't want us to do anything. He wants us to sit back, be negative, be lazy, keep procrastinating. I will do it one day. Inshallah next week, inshallah next month, inshallah next year, and you never get anything done because this idol, this, you know, this thing inside of our minds that says that, you know what, it's just going to take so long so I can't be bothered. So you keep procrastinating. You never take action. And then, you know, let's say some, let's like a project uh, takes six months. When you look at it today, six months seems like a very, very long time, right? And you stop, you start procrastinating, you're delaying, you're delaying. And then, you know, sooner or later, six months pass by and you look back and you say, wait a second. If only I had taken action, I would have been done today. I wish I could go back in time. Ya laytani. You know, this term is used in the Quran where, ya laytani. You know, a lot describes to us how people will say this. I wish I could go back in time. Ya laytani. You know, I wish I could go back and change my beliefs. I wish I could go back and take some action. 
And so this negative excuse that it's just too late, this is an excuse because you just want to be lazy. And the Prophet ﷺ would make often dua that Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kasan. The Prophet ﷺ would make dua that Ya Allah, protect me, save me from laziness. Because laziness is a disease, my dear brothers and sisters. And this is from shaitan. The believer is active, he's energetic. He has visions and he you know, is always looking forward to the next day. You're looking forward to achieving and progressing in your visions and you're never held back by the idea that the goal is too big or it's gonna take too much time. If you look at you know um, the palm tree, now the palm tree, when from the moment you plant the seed till the moment the fruits and the dates come out for you to be you know able to eat them when they are ripe, according to some you know agriculturists, it takes from seven to ten years for the fruits of the date palm to come out for you to benefit from them. So, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout everything in nature, He has reminded us, you know, He has reminded us through this His creation that, you know, everything takes time. So it's okay. Accept it. All you have to do is take action. You know, take those baby steps and progress towards your goal. Don't be concerned about results. You should be concerned about taking action and you should be enjoying the journey. You know, for, for the disbelievers and for people who don't believe in Allah, the, the non-Muslims, for them, you know, they celebrate when results are accomplished. But as for us as believers, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not hold us accountable for our results. In fact, He holds us accountable for our efforts and our journey. And so it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. You take action now and you enjoy driving along this road. And so, you know, look at the sun and, you know, how the sun rises gradually and then sets also gradually. Look at, you know, the way the clouds gather together before it rains. Look at how long it takes for babies to come out of their mother's wombs. Nine months of patience, nine months of graduality. Because Allah is teaching us that everything around us takes time. And similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had created all the heavens and the earth in six days. He could have done so in a second, right? Kun fayakun. But why did he, you know, do it in six days? To teach us that everything happens gradually. And so whatever your dream is, whatever your vision is, you know, never ever say that it's too big, it's too far, it's going to take too long. In fact, you know, break it down and start planting the seeds today. Take action today. Stop delaying it, stop being lazy, stop procrastinating. That's another idol, my dear brothers and sisters, that we have to crush, that it's never too late. I can take action today, now, and just make that firm decision, have that desire, have that vision and, and the action with it, and take action today. And remember that Allah will make the entire universe, all of the skies and the earth, everything will be subservient to you. Everything will be under your command. What more do you want? You know, so start taking action and it has nothing to do with how big or how long it's going to take. You take the actions now and Allah will reward you based on your efforts and your intentions, inshallah. So to crush this negative belief, again, let's do the um, imagination exercise where we will, inshallah, um, try to crush this excuse by replacing it with something more positive. So close your eyes, take a few deep breaths from your nose, exhale from your mouth, inhale deep, exhale from your mouth. And now I want you to think of a goal that you have been delaying for a long time. Think of something that you've always wanted to achieve, but you always put it in the back burner, you've always been delaying it. And I want you to think, ask yourself this question, how long more am I gonna wait? When is that time gonna come? And if you started it today, it would finish someday. But if you never start it, it's never gonna finish. You're never gonna achieve it. And so now I want you to imagine how you would feel if it becomes a reality. Just, just imagine that that thing that you kept delaying, imagine that it became a reality now, right? And try to, try to think about the feelings that you're feeling. What are the emotions going through you? I'm sure it's a feeling of happiness and joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. 
and ask yourself, wow, how would my life change if I was to achieve this? How would I feel? And how much more do I have to wait? When will I start? When will I begin? When will I take that first step? And then tell yourself, take a deep breath and tell yourself, I will start now. I will start today. I will start making small milestones and I will start celebrating these small milestones. I'm going to start planting the seed today. And nothing can come in my way because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed that he's going to reward me for taking action now. No one, I repeat, no one can stop me from taking that first step. I am going to start now. This is my right and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to be with me. And so this excuse of it's going to take a long time will be crushed forever and ever and ever and time doesn't matter. What matters is I'm taking action now and that I am enjoying the process. I'm enjoying the journey. I want you to open your eyes. And now we move on to excuse number four. Excuse number four is also another negative limiting belief. The excuse that those around me keep putting me down. My parents don't let me do this. My friends keep making fun of me. My uncle says, no, you shouldn't do this. You're not capable. Or my teacher keeps telling me I'm stupid or I'm dumb. Or, you know, everyone around me makes fun of me when I try to do things differently. Another negative belief, another excuse that often comes in the way of us taking action comes in the way of us achieving our visions. It's these words that people say to us. You know, uh, things that people say to us that put us down. Things that people say to hurt us. And at the end of the day, you know, you should realize this, that it is completely normal to be shocked when someone really close to you says hurtful things to you. Right? It's completely normal. Because, you know, if, it wasn't, if he wasn't close to you, it would not, never be shocking to you in the first place. But what, what you want to realize is that, you know what, for most people, these words that discourage, these words of, uh, you know, that hurt you and put you down, these are all there to frustrate you, to put you into frustration mode. And then when you become frustrated, if you fall, go into depression, you go into anxiety, you start suffering, you start, you know, feeling no, that you have no confidence and that you are a loser, you start believing these. You know, the more you hear these negative things said to you, you start believing them. And you know, the Prophet ﷺ himself was accused. Don't forget, he was accused of being he was accused of being crazy, of being, um, you know, possessed by jinn, by being a magician, and all these negative things that the enemies of Islam tried to do, which is called character assassination. But that didn't stop him. Why? Because he this there was no idol in the Prophet's mind. Plus, the Prophet ﷺ had full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he understood that these words that people say to us to put us down are just words. And it is in our hands. We make the decision to re on how to react to these words. We decide how to react to these comments. And so if you let these comments come in and you start believing them, then you have made the wrong reaction. You have decided to take the wrong reaction. The proper way of reacting to these is by simply reminding yourself that these are, these are just their words. I don't care what they say about me. All these words don't matter. I don't care what people think of myself. I don't care what comments my teacher or my parents or my siblings or my friends are saying to me to put me down. Nothing can put me down because I have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by my side. I am free with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because all I am concerned about is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks of me. I don't care about anybody as long as I'm confident that what I'm doing will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing else matters. All of these comments can basically, you know how they say it goes from one ear, comes out the other? That's how you should be. So a person with a vision with, with a clear objective and full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't let these these comments and these negative words affect you, to put you down, right? You are bigger than that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bigger than that. Allahu Akbar, right? Allah is with you and all you need is to put your full trust that 
Allah is happy with you and you are free with Allah's pattern. So, you know, this idol is actually the idol of people. What will people say? I, if I do this, people will say so and so. If I do that, people will accuse me of so and so. And so what we need to do, my dear brothers and sisters, is to take this idol and crush it today. That I don't care what people say. These are just words. Words don't define who I am. Allah is Allah knows what my intentions are. Allah knows, you know, what I want to do. And He promised to help me. He promised to make the entire universe serve me. And therefore, I don't care what people say. I am free with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what you're doing in this exercise is, is and, and for this excuse is turning that frustration into motivation. Right? You are using all of that energy uh, that people are passing on to you and you're transforming it into motivation. You know, And so whenever someone says make something negative to you, you should, make, you should use that as more motivation to prove them wrong. Right? If they say you can never do this, they say you can never be successful in your business, that should be more of a motivation and that you should take it upon as a challenge. That you know what? I'm going to make this happen. With Allah's help, I'm going to make this happen. And I'm going to prove you wrong one day. And so all of a sudden, you, you know, you're using that negative energy to your own favor as motivation. And so my dear brothers and sisters, a believer is self-driven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't need people to motivate you. You don't need people to appreciate you. You don't need people to you know, give you that uh, you know, tap on the shoulder and you know, to congratulate you for your successes. You don't need any of that. That is also part of the you know, hidden beauties of Tawheed. Believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are free with Him alone. And you are only there to please Him. And all you need is Allah's appreciation. All you need is Allah watching you. And that is enough. You don't need anybody's motivation. You don't need any, anybody's words of encouragement. You are free. You are self-driven. So be self-driven, be someone who is you know, motivated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you don't need anybody to motivate you. So, so close your eyes and we're going to do this same exercise again to crush this idol that you know, those around me keep putting me down and I can't do this and you know, uh, people always make fun of me and you know, they say I'm a loser so maybe I am a loser. So how to crush this idol? Let's do this exercise again. Close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths, and I want you to see in front of you that same person, someone who is saying these negative words to you. Imagine that they are saying really hurtful words to you, and they're frustrating you. You know, they're really putting you down. They're humiliating you. They're embarrassing you. They're really breaking your confidence. And then, you know, talk to yourself. As he's talking to you, talk to yourself and tell yourself, I will do it. I will achieve my objective and you will see that one day. No one can stop me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me and so your words don't affect me at all. They're going in one ear, coming out the other. And you know, I want you to start smiling. Imagine yourself smiling. That guy's, you know, that person is saying these negative things to you and you're smiling. And inside, you're having this internal dialogue that the more you keep talking, the more you keep insulting me, the more I will be motivated. These words that are coming out of your mouth to hurt me are just more fuel that's going to help me achieve my objectives even faster. And now, you know, I will reach my goal, inshallah. Remember my words. You know, remember that I will one day achieve these objectives and I will prove to you that I can do it. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference what you think about me what you say about me. And so, open your eyes, and we're moving on to our last, last excuse, which is, you know, the excuse that it's not a written in my destiny. And another very, very common excuse that, you know, oh, it's not meant to be this qadr, it's not my qadr to be wealthy, it's not my qadr to be sick, uh, to healthy, it's not my qadr to have a healthy relationship with my spouse and marriage, it's not my qadr for me to get married, it's not my qadr to have a good job. These are all negative excuses from shaitan that we have to crush. This idea of qadr, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's, you know, uh, that he has given us this free will to write and our own destiny. And so to understand qadr, there's this very basic formula, very simple formula that, you know, qadr is basically laws 
plus effort. Qadr is you understanding Allah's laws, Allah's universal laws, and then putting in the effort to make use of those laws. Similar to like the cause and effect theory that you've learned about in physics. So, you know, whatever you do, there is a cause and effect for it, right? So for example, if you eat unhealthy food, guess what? You're gonna get fat, right? It's a law and it's, it's gonna happen. If you, if you don't pray, if you just believe in Allah, you probably, you know, the law states that, you know what? You're gonna go to hell, right? Because you decided to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know, uh, in Surah Al-Muddathar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the, the enemy of Islam who was thinking and planning and, and rising his own qadr of denying the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says about him in Surah Al-Muddathar, ayah number 18, 19, kayfa qaddar. That he, he thought and he planned and he wrote his own destiny and then Allah says, فَقُتِلَ And, you know, he should be killed for what destiny he has written upon for himself. And so this is talking about, this is talking about that disbeliever who, you know, was planning on coming up with a creative accusation against the Prophet He was, he was listening to the Qur'an being recited and he was thinking and planning. And Allah is saying, by thinking and planning, what he was going to say, he's determining his own qadr of, you know, being destroyed. And so you choose, my dear brothers and sisters, this idea of qadr is very similar to these two paths right, that you see. There's one path that leads to positive things in your life and there's another path that leads to negative things in your life. You determine which path you take. And this is one of the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you know, he has given us the choice, the freedom of choice to choose which path we want to take. And this is why Allah calls this life a test. Right? In Surah Al-Mulk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That He has created life and death, or death and life, to test you, to see whom of, of you is the best of deeds. Who of you does the best of deeds. So you decide whether you want to be a believer, you decide whether you want to deny it. You decide if you want to be someone who is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You decide if you want to be someone who is always complaining and negative. You decide to be happy or you decide to be sad. You decide to live a life of wealth and abundance or you decide to live a life of poverty. Don't blame Qadr for that. That is stupidity. That is from shaitan. You know, Allah says in the Quran, that shaitan promises you poverty. And the Prophet used to seek refuge from being poor. So how dare you claim that Allah wants you to be poor and that this is your destiny? Allah subhanahu wa surat al-Duhat says, you know, that the, Allah found the Prophet to be in need and he made him wealthy, right? And so this idea that you know being a Muslim means you need to be poor and you need to suffer in this world that is completely not true you decide to be poor if you want to be you want to be wealth wealthy and rich then you will do what it takes you will take the actions you will learn the laws of making money you will study you will ask you will search you will put in the effort you will put in the tawakkul and dua and Allah will make the means happen for you it's a cause and effect if you want to you choose to live a life of health and you know you know, being extremely healthy and well and and well-being, or you choose to live a life of obesity and disease and going to the doctor and suffering from illnesses. You choose to be someone who, who loves, or you choose to be someone who hates. You choose to be of the people of paradise. You choose to be of the people of health. It's your choice. You decide. So I want you to take uh, you know the last exercise. Close your eyes again, and you know now I want you to. Take a, take a few deep breaths. It's the last, last exercise before we end. And I want you to remind yourself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me the choice. I decide. From now on, I decide to be happy in my life. Nobody can take this away from me. I control my own happiness. I will decide from now on that I'm going to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every time I you know, reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my salah, in my adhkar, I will say, Alhamdulillah. 
I will be grateful. I choose to be grateful. I reject to be ungrateful because that's from shaitan. I choose, inshallah, from today onwards, I choose to live a life of abundance and wealth. I will do whatever it takes. I will study. I will read books. I will attend workshops. I will ask, how can I make money? How can I get you know, myself into a situation where I am financially free? I will study what it means to be healthy. I will live a life of uh, you know, health and, and well-being. I choose to be healthy. I will study what is healthy food, what is food that harms me, what food benefits me. I will sign up for a gym. I will start playing sports. I choose to eat that banana over that cupcake or ice cream. And so you make those choices. I choose to live a life of happy marriage. I choose what kind of wife I want. I choose, Allah has given me that destiny, that, that power and to design my life. Alhamdulillah, this is a gift from Allah. I know that it is a test and I would choose to pass that test. I will not allow shaitan to deceive me. I will not let shaitan cheat me and lie to me and tell me that all of my sufferings, all of my pain are because of Allah's qadr. Allah is akbar from that. Allah is free from that. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is perfect. And how dare I had thought like that. I'm never going to ever think negatively about qadr. Qadr is a gift from Allah. Destiny is a gift from Allah. And I choose to design my own destiny. So just to wrap up, my dear brothers and sisters, the five excuses that inshallah, you know, we took care of today. Uh, number one was I'm not in control again. How do you crush that by really repeating to yourself? Allah put me in control of my life The second one was I'm too young or too old how to crush that by replacing that with positive affirmations That I'm gonna start now. It doesn't matter what my age is it does not matter What age I am I'm gonna start now and I'm gonna please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now excuse number three was it's gonna take too long how to break that excuse you break it down into mini goals, milestones, and you start taking action now. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. And number four, those around me keep blaming me, keep putting me down, keep you know putting me down. And then you know how to break that excuse is all I care about is pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't care what people say. Those words don't matter. In fact, that frustration is going to turn into more motivation and more fuel, and I'm going to take that as a challenge. To prove them wrong and excuse number five was it's not written in my destiny whereas we just broke that idol by saying that i choose my destiny i design my life and so with that we come to a conclusion with this webinar and you know like i said these were just five excuses there's plenty of other excuses shaitan has been very successful and very very busy filling our minds with these negative beliefs and excuses and you know there's many many out there that are hidden but now that you've gotten a taste of what I'm talking about, inshallah, you can by yourself remind yourself, think deeply about yourself. What are some of the excuses? What are some of the limiting beliefs that you keep coming up with that keep you from achieving your visions? Write them down and think of, you know, how to replace them with something positive. Think of how you can free yourself from these, you know, idols and become free with a lost pantala to achieve your visions. We come to a conclusion today. I thank you and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the opportunity to share with you some of uh, you know, these gems today about excuses that will inshallah help you achieve your, your true potentials. I'm really looking forward to launching our Discovery or Vision online course. I'm really excited about that. For all of you who are serious about life, you really want to do something meaningful for your, for your life, you know, I highly, highly recommend you to join us in that course. Uh, share this with your family and friends and let's together make the world a better place let's together live meaningful lives let's together live a life of purpose to share good for humanity to make a difference in the world and to you know leave a legacy behind us so that we can face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and tell him ya Allah we tried ya Allah we did whatever we could we had visions we pursued them and we lived a life of purpose and meaning and so with that, I conclude. Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallah bihamdik. Nashirullah illaha illa ant. Nasaqfirullah tubu ilayk. Before we conclude, if there are any questions, 
we can inshallah uh, you know uh, feel free to ask us even if you have any comments even if, even if you just want to say you know uh, or something some kind words of encouragement uh, although I don't need your words of encouragement inshallah Allah is enough but just for the sake of interaction for the sake of engagement there's a comment box that you can see feel free to enter your comments your questions and inshallah um, we will take them as they come along so we do have a you know a comment jazakallah khairan and wa iyakum jazakallah khair for coming and attending it's our pleasure um, alhamdulillah people are finding it excellent and we, inshallah, hope that all of you benefit. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you guys realize that there's so many limiting beliefs out there. And, and alhamdulillah, don't feel bad about it, guys. Don't feel, you know, you shouldn't feel demotivated. In fact, you should feel free with this. And, um, you know, some people are coming up with excuses, time, this, that. So, inshallah, we can watch the recording. Um, so, someone wants to see. The recording of the five excuses. Inshallah, we'll be sharing with you this. This is, you know, gonna gonna be available for you guys in recording. Inshallah, soon. Uh, so again, a tip for those of you who attend webinars. Just uh, brotherly advice here that take notes, guys. You know, just get out a notepad, use your phone, your iPad, take notes. This is information that's valuable. You know, you have to if you want to study and learn, you got to be taking notes. You know? um, don't just sit there in the back and listen and assume that everything is going to go in your brains. Got to have the attitude of being a good student, learning, taking notes, because you know knowledge is power and, and priceless. So you know, um, again, those of you who are saying Jazakallah Khair, Wa Iyakum, you know, remember us in our in your du'as, and you know, we really want you to take action, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, just it's not this is not about information. This is about taking action. It's about taking what you've learned into practice. You know. So Alhamdulillah, we have uh, a sister that's saying uh, some some people feel so different inside, mashallah. A lot of people feel motivated. Um, many people are encouraging me to continue. Inshallah, you know, uh, make dua that we continue doing this. Uh, my vision is to really help inspire everyone here and share uh, whatever I have in terms of knowledge and experience to make you, to help us all together live meaningful lives, you know. With all the negativity, negativity that we see around us, you know, we don't, we shouldn't let that negative energy stop us. In fact, all of that negative energy, you know, you guys heard about what happened in Turkey yesterday. You guys heard about what happened in Nice. Wallahi, you know how I react to that news. Wallahi, that news gives me more motivation to get up in the morning and teach this stuff, to share this knowledge, because you know that is what we need. How do we, you know? react to such negative incidents is to spread this knowledge of you know making people live meaningful lives and making a positive impact in the world and these negative events is just more and more fuel so don't let this negative energy put you down it should be fuel for you to do good good deeds inshallah so no no, no questions all just to ask inshallah anyone has any question Something uh, related to the topic, of course. So when will the video course will be available? Inshallah, uh, very soon. We're aiming towards the end of July, so very, very soon. Uh, it's going to be, you know, a 12-hour, um, you know, workshop or course online that's recorded, broken down into seven modules, easy to study. You can have reference to it for you for your for your family and uh, you know you could listen to it at your own pace take notes um, and uh, study at your own pace you know that's the beauty of online education that you can do it at your own pace um, but it needs commitment of course uh, we're gonna be sharing with you how much it costs and all the details inshallah as time progresses so um, alhamdulillah you know, no more procrastination for some of you. Any other questions? 
All right. So, you know, we've come to a conclusion, inshallah. Um, again, I'd like to thank every single one of you. Jazakumullah khairan for attending. And, um, you know, you know, my request to you is to spread this, uh, these ideas that you learned today. Teach them. Share them with your husbands and wives. Share them with your children. Share them with your siblings, with your friends. And, uh, inshallah, you know, as the course uh, comes soon to a launch, I want you to be a part of it. Uh, and I want you to spread this inshallah so that we can all benefit and this will be sadaqah jariah for you as well as me inshallah and may Allah accept we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the opportunity to do this subhanakallah wa bihamdik nashhadu la ilaha illa ant nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh